Hello and welcome to the Infinite Creators Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am your host, Chloe, and I want you to know that my intention behind this podcast is and always will be to expand your heart and your mind and help you discover new ideas, thoughts, and ways of being. I hope that with each episode, you leave this space feeling inspired, filled with love, and ready to take action in creating a life that is worth living. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. All right, everyone. So today we have Gina on the podcast, and I'm so excited to share this conversation with you guys. Gina is incredible. Uh, We've only just met in October when we were in Hawaii for a work work retreat, Um, but we connected straight away. I had an absolutely incredible time uh, between doing mushrooms and just like having really divine conversations. And I've just known from the moment I connected with Gina over Instagram that she was going to be like a really significant person in my life because she's an absolute powerhouse and she's so confident in herself and the words and the wisdom that she has to share. And the second I started this podcast, I was like, yep, have to have Gina on the podcast. Um, so today the, the focus of this podcast is something that Gina and I are both really passionate about during this season of life. And that is healing, like an internal self-healing journey. Um, And that's obviously defined in so many different ways for everyone. Um, But yeah, we're just going to kind of let this conversation flow. And I know that this is going to change the lives of so many people because this is going to be an expansive conversation. Um, With that being said, yeah, this is Gina. I'm going to link all of her things below in the show notes at the end. um, So you need to connect with her. And I want to start doing every podcast with a question. So the question that I'm going to ask you today is what is your favorite personal practice as of lately? Like whether it's to elevate yourself or a morning routine, um, I'd love to know what that is. Welcome to that. I'm so excited to have you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Chloe. And before I answer that question, it is such a fucking honor and privilege to have been one of your first few guests on this podcast. I completely agree. When I first connected with you on Instagram, I was like, damn, this is my kind of girl. And I was so geeked to actually be in your life. So when the stars aligned and we did some traveling together in Hawaii, like, oh, yeah, amazing. (laughs) So, so grateful for you. And I can't wait to see how this combo flows. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. All right. So my favorite personal practice. I would say that that changes all the time based on how I'm feeling. Though one personal practice that has stayed with me for years, particularly since I've started this healing journey a couple of years ago, has been journaling. I journal all the time, pretty much every day, whether it's my thoughts that I need to get out and rewrite if they tend to be negative or anxious thoughts, or if it's just me dreaming, um, or if I'm going into, this often happens when I smoke, though if I go into like a rampage where I have to write for 10 or 20 pages and just let out whatever is coming through me, that is just my favorite practice. And yeah. That's beautiful. Like dumping, like just word dumping. Mm -hmm. Such a powerful practice. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Okay. Well, I'm so excited for this. I think we should start by just talking about 
or I would love to know, because I don't even know if I know, like what inspired this healing journey for you? Or like, how long would you say that you've been on this journey? And like, what was just made you so passionate about making this like your primary focus? Yeah, so I managed to get myself into a really anxious state throughout the whole of 2018. I was promoted in my sales job to a management role and major imposter syndrome kicked in and I felt like all the success of my team had nothing to do with me and I just allowed myself to fall into an incredibly intense anxiety. So struggling to breathe, felt like someone's hands were around my throat, um, constant irritable bowels, um, and just really terrible spirals of negative thoughts. So I got into such a bad place and I really feel like with those who do start in their healing journey, you kind of have to get into that really terrible place to then recognize, holy shit, I actually have the power to choose what I'm going to do moving forward. Mm -hmm. So I think I just got into a place where I was in such a bad state. I went to a doctor and I'm so forever grateful for the advice that he gave me rather than putting me on pharmaceuticals. He told me to do four things. And these four things I still do to this day. And that is to eat well. So with every meal, I eat consciously to exercise daily, to sleep well, and to have quiet time to yourself for at least 10 minutes a day. So that can be meditating, journaling, swimming, whatever it may be. And that for me is something that has shifted so much for me, given I've never done practices like that in the past. Um, and then from there, I wanted to go the all natural route. And sorry if you can hear my dog drinking kangen water. I ended up going and seeing a spiritual healer because I really wanted to tackle this the natural route. And I felt really called to speak with an energy healer and a crystal healer. And that's something that really like just catapulted me into this healing journey. And I feel like now that I'm in a really good place mentally, I feel like anyone can do it. And it is just my fucking mission to share this with others because I really truly believe that anyone can get back into a healthy place if they consciously choose to, because it is a choice. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's so cool. And something that I feel like a lot of people don't know, they have the option of not taking the pharmaceutical drugs, like not taking that route. Like there is a holistic mental approach to healing um, and that's what this is all about. And like the tools reside within you, like you are the answer to your healing. And that's amazing. What was it like with what sort of spiritual healing did you do? Like, did that surface a lot of things from your past that you realized were causing you to feel this way in the first place? Hmm. I think it was more just having a safe space and feeling like I was being heard and seen. Mm -hmm. So I guess with the anxiety to go back to childhood, because this is where it all stems, um, I think that I was raised um, in a way where I wasn't really seen or heard in a way that I needed. Um, I, had, I was kind of modelled a dysfunctional relationship growing up with my dad being a really a narcissist, essentially. So I think with that, I learned my own coping mechanisms. So when I went and saw the spiritual healer, I'll never forget this. The very first time I went in there, how it works is she did these meditations, two meditations in a session. So the first one, we could either be sitting or laying down and she'd just guide us through a certain place. And then the second meditation, she would make us lie down and put crystals all over us. And she would also come around with her hands and just wherever she felt like we needed it on our chakras, help us release whatever blockages we had. And at the end of the second meditation, 
there's a small group of us, about five of us. We sat around in a circle and my healer, Nada, she looked at me and she said, Gina, are you okay? Because I can feel that you are holding some really, really heavy energy and I can tell that you're not okay. And just her acknowledging me and seeing me and feeling what I needed in that moment just made me feel so good. I started crying and she gave me the biggest hug. And I was like, thank you so much. Because like in her doing that, it helped me release. Yeah. Holding it all in, you know, acting like everything's all sweet. I'm the manager. I have all this shit going on in my life and I'm a perfectionist. So no one on the outside could tell what it was going on internally because as you would know, we can perform with anxiety. There is a high functioning anxiety that does exist. So externally, people can't tell, but internally, I was suffering. And finally, I had someone who just acknowledged that and gave me the space to release. That's so cool. Yeah, Yeah, spiritual, I have found so much help through a spiritual healer. Like, there became a point in my life a few months ago where I just, I didn't know what it was, but I had something so stuck inside of me. And I feel like when we're children, like during a traumatic incident, like even if it was something really small, if you weren't able to process it as a child, it will stay inside of you forever. Like what sits unresolved in our past influences our present. And like, I thought, I was like, yeah, I had a good childhood. Like everything's good. No problems. Like my parents are together. Everything's fine. Like I was good, but I had this like really big block on my heart and I could feel it, but I didn't know what it was. And I was like, I have to seek someone's help because I can't see it. I can't see it within myself. And when I went to this healer in Bali, she did exactly what you said, like sat us down, put like a thing over our eyes, put chakras in my body, pressed on all my chakras. She was like literally pressing the traumas out of me. And she brought shit out of me that I had no idea existed inside of me from when I was eight years old. And like being able to sit with that and like allow someone to comfort me and tell me like, it's okay. You're okay. I hear you. I feel you. I see you. Like you can let this go. That's so powerful. And I feel like when, after I left there, I was like, how is everyone not doing this work? And that's when the healing journey really set off for me because I was just like, this is powerful. Like there's so many people suffering from this internal traumas that they haven't dealt with from their past. And they don't even know that that's what's causing it. They just think there's something wrong with them. I have anxiety. I have depression. I don't get up in the morning. I can't do this. I can't do this. But it's just because they haven't resolved their past most of the time. 100%. I totally agree with that. And sometimes we carry wounds and scars, insecurities and fears that aren't even our own. So I have done a little bit of research into ancestral baggage because I know that I carry quite a bit of ancestral baggage. So when I have spoken to my parents about their upbringings and how they were raised and the experiences that they had, or even if they can recollect what their parents went through and their grandparents went through, it's like, holy shit, there is a big series of trauma in our lineage that I think that I'm carrying. And I truly believe because myself and you, we're doing the work by doing the work while we are doing so well, healing ourselves, we are also healing our lineage and therefore going to be healing our future generations, which is such a fucking gift. And yeah, I'm just so grateful that we have found the light. And I feel like for those who have found the light, I don't know why, but I feel like it has to be 
our mission to share it with others because we know it's possible. Like I feel it so deep in my core that I just want to help others heal and give them permission to heal. And it does bug me going back to um, the pharmaceutical thing, how um, a lot of doctors do prescribe it. A lot of doctors don't even know any better. So the whole medical system is so out of whack. Like the amount of people that I've spoken to, there's one story that sticks out in particular. This one girl, when I, um, cause I'm quite open and honest with my story. I feel like by me sharing it, I allow others to feel normal with what they've experienced. Yeah. So with me sharing, I get a lot of people responding to me and this one girl, I think she's in the States. She said that she was prescribed anti-anxiety medication when she was 12 years old and she's been on it for 20 years. And she didn't know any better. No one told her otherwise. She doesn't even know about holistic healing. She didn't know that she could use mindfulness techniques. She didn't know about any of that. She was just given something to numb her. And this is so common. There are so many people just popping pills because the doctor knows best. But it's like, no, they fucking don't. They weren't educating themselves. Oh, yeah. I'm just so like, I'm just, well, I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because I know this is going to change so many people's lives and I can't express my passion for it enough. Like going, doing this work is the most important thing. It should be at the top of your to-do list because everybody has this work to do. No matter what your childhood was like, no matter what your relationship with your parents were like, no matter what your current situation is, everyone has baggage, whether it's from your childhood past or it was passed on to you from your ancestors. Like this is, this is a real thing that I, I never knew until a few months ago that like literally trauma that was unresolved in your ancestors, your grandparents, your parents, your great grandparents Mm -hmm. could literally reside inside of you. Yeah. That is insane. And so many people don't know that. And people, I feel like a lot of people, when they're introduced to this topic, they're like, oh, that's woo woo. Or like, oh, that can't be real. And it's like, no, this is real. This is the truth. This is actually what's going on. And there is science behind it, but this shit isn't shared on the news because they don't want you to know about this. Yeah. want you to heal. The pharmaceutical industry is like an $83 trillion industry. Like they're not going anywhere. It's so uh, up. Yeah, that's what epigenetics is. That's looking at what is passed down other than physical features. So traits, fears, wounds. It is a literal thing. If you want to look up epigenetics and see how real this ancestral baggage is, you're more than welcome to. Yeah. And this book that I'm reading that it didn't start with you by Mark Wolin, he literally states how I feel like everyone thinks that DNA, like your DNA, you just think of physical characteristics. You're like, oh yeah, I have um, blue eyes and blonde hair because of my mom's DNA, whatever. Mm -hmm. But DNA, the physical characteristics only make up 2% of a DNA strand, 2%. The other 98% is emotional, behavioral, and memories Mm -hmm. of your parents and the next and the next. And And that, that information alone should tell you what is being given to you when you are created as a human being. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Like the role that our parents and our ancestors play in our lives and the way that we act and think and feel is really quintessential. Like, and to not understand that, to not have any sort of grasp on your family history or what was going on, even when your mom was pregnant with you, mm-hmm. your mom would have experienced a car accident or a death or something really traumatic during her pregnancy that would literally be imposed upon you if you didn't heal it properly. 
100%. I know in my family and a lot of families that do reside here in Australia, because um, a lot of them are migrants, they have gone through war. My parents and their families went through war. So my background is Croatian, so they lived through the Yugoslavian war. One of my best friends, um, she is Cambodian, and her mother lived through and fled and suffered through the Pol Pot experience where there was mass massacres happening. So when you think of it that way, majority of the earth have gone through, like our parents or grandparents have gone through war, have lived through famine, or we have lived through major... Yeah, or we have lived through major discrimination. So it's only a very new thing that women are allowed to work. So for a lot of us, we carry this anxiety around, like fight, flight, or freeze response. And a lot of us are like, shit, why do we carry this? And it's like, yo, that is not yours. Maybe your parents had that response because they were surviving and trying to fight for their lives. Yet we are still carrying these fears and these anxieties within us that are not ours. And I feel like when it comes to ancestral baggage and intergenerational trauma, yes, it exists. And we can choose to either be angry at our parents or our grandparents for suffering the way they did and passing it on to us. Or we can just take accountability and be like, you know what, it's now passed on to me. What can I now do to heal this? And it all starts with acknowledging just acknowledge what has happened, where it stems from, respect your ancestors, thank them for what they did in order to survive when they needed to, and then rewrite your story. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so like, just like you said, even the the first step to this healing journey is acknowledging that one, it exists, two, that it's present within you, that there is a level of healing that needs to be done. There's a level of trauma that has been experienced, whether it was by you or your ancestors, your parents, your grandparents. And then the next step is communication. And like almost, you kind of have to become a detective. Like you have to talk to your parents. You need to talk to your grandparents or like you need to have a look at your family history and be like, and look at your core language and your core feelings. Like, what are the dominant things I tell myself? What are the dominant things I say about myself or that I'm feeling, especially if they're negative? And kind of look at that core language and like, what key words are you using that you could be like, oh, okay, like someone in my family must have experienced death or someone in my yeah. family must have experienced um, harassment or like whatever that may be, you know? And then once you have that answer, then you can be like, okay, it's acknowledged, it's here, it makes sense now. And now the next step is transmuting that pain, transmuting the feelings you have inside of you. And there's so many different ways to go about doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you something that was actually really crazy that I just found out the other day in regards to like figuring out, like unpacking your past and like even, I don't know if you believe in, I'm, I'm sure you do, but like reincarnation. Um, but I have always had this like crazy, I don't know what feeling of I'm so scared to be abandoned. Like I'm so scared of being left by people that I love. And especially this goes into relationships for me. Like anytime I'm in a relationship, my fear the entire time is like, just waiting for them to leave me. Like, and I never knew why. I was like, Chloe, why are you thinking thinking this? Like there's, why would he leave? Like everything's great. Like stop thinking about this. And I, I've always just been so scared of being left and like almost and that like translated into like feeling like being really needy almost because I just don't leave me. Sort of thing. And the other day I 
had a phone call with a healer and she does like um, past life regression. So she can tell you about like your past lives. And I found out, which was like, and it kind of like <laughs> puts a knot in my stomach because it's just wild to hear. But I found out that my past life, my entire family abandoned me when I was 15. And I lived my, and when she said this, I felt like this insane lift off my shoulder. Like I was like, that's it. That's it. Like you just helped me so much because that is it. That is why I feel this way. And I know that mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I can tell that um, you feel really needy and you feel worried that people are always going to leave you or let you down and you don't feel supported and loved no matter what you do. And I was like, that is so true. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah. that, just that acknowledgement does so much because while that was a past life talking in your American accent a past life um that is still trauma that you need to release and acknowledge and just having that as like shit that is where it was pinpointed that is what then gives you permission to heal because otherwise you just keep carrying that and it will be a heavy burden for so long so wow that's so beautiful and I want to know where you did that so yeah. I'm going to do that too words <laughs> um yeah, it was crazy. And what I'm also learning in this book and what I'm, I've been practicing like forever for everyone listening to this, like if you have, okay, you figure out, um, whatever caused you pain or like your grand, if it was your grandpa or your mom or whoever, or whoever you have issues with in your life, like a really powerful way to transmute that pain is literally sitting um, in a, like whatever comfortable pose for you is like meditative. And closing your eyes and visualizing that person in front of you and saying like, I forgive you. I love you. Thank you for being who you are. Like if it was your mom or whatever, like, I love you so much. I know you tried your best. I know that you had nothing but the best interest for me. I love you so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. I forgive you. Like actually seeing them in front of you and sending them love and forgiving them like whatever that may be for you whoever that may be or whatever the case may be that in itself if you do that every day for five minutes you will heal yourself yeah I actually have an experience similar to that so with that spiritual healer I saw her once a week for about four months and this was when I was still living with my parents So it was really hard for me living with my parents. I would come home from work, park in the driveway and not want to walk inside because I would literally not know what kind of energy I was stepping into. What kind of mood was my dad in? What was he going to say to me today? What was he going to say to my mom or my brother that would upset me or trigger me? And that was just my life this time a year ago. So this week actually marks one year since I've moved out of home and it's been such a fucking healing experience moving out of that environment. And I can't encourage enough that if you are in a toxic environment, please get the fuck out, please. Um, So in that week that I left home, um, my dad was really, really upset that I was leaving. You know, the old stories, the old narratives of you're not married, blah, 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 blah. Like he put so much shit on me. That was really silly. But anyways, um, I went to my spiritual healer and said, look, my dad has a very big emotional hold over me. I get triggered over everything he says, and I don't want to carry his energy into my life moving forward. So I would love to do a cutting of the cord ceremony. Mm. She led me through that. And it was like today, one of the most profound spiritual experiences I've ever had in my life. 
So since I had been going to her for four months, she would always do these guided meditations and tell us to envision going to different places each time, whether it was a park, a lake, a forest, whatever it may be. And I personally, I think was my, um, what's, what chakra is this one? My third eye chakra? Crown chakra. Yeah, crown chakra. Um, my crown chakra, she said, has always been blocked because I've always struggled with actually visualizing what it is she's saying. I have had experiences where I can see uh, blue light and different color electricity buzzing through me, but I've never actually been able to really visualize what it is she's saying up until this ceremony. So she had me laying down. I think she had crystals all around me and she guided me to a place that I knew so clearly. It's like she knew all of my favorite things in life. So she, at first she guided me through a sunflower field. She's like, Gina, you were walking through a sunflower field to a park bench. And in my head, I was just thinking of the sunflowers in Byron Bay because at a certain time of the year, especially at the farm, it is filled with sunflowers. So I was like, fuck yeah, this is my favorite spot on the earth. Like I can visualize this. Went to this park bench. And then after a while, she said, okay, now the person you want to cut cords with, so my dad, is going to walk towards you. And he's walking towards me and I can visualize it all so clearly. And he's in front of me and she's like, okay, now you, you can see that you are connected in some way, whether it's a cord, a rope, chains, whatever it may be. And Gina, I want you to break the cord. Your hands can either be knives, you can be holding scissors, you can hold an ax, whatever it is, just break those cords. And I can't remember what I was visualizing, but I ended up breaking the cords. And as soon as she told me to start doing that, something from within me, like so much energy surged out from me. And I just began crying uncontrollably, like sobbing uncontrollably in this meditation. And while at the same time, giving him love saying, I love you, but I'm not going to be connected to you in this way anymore. I'm not going to take on this energy from you anymore. I forgive you. I forgive you. I know that you only did what you could. You, you parented me in the only way you knew how. I forgive you. I love you, but I do not want this connection anymore. I'm not going to be hurt by you anymore. And then after that happened, which was really heavy for me to release, um, then during the meditation, she asked me to continue walking off the bench to this creek or river and to sit on the edge and dangle my legs over. So I'm dangling and this sounds really beautiful and I'm visualizing the whole thing, like wiping the tears off my face, feeling content and happy. And then my healer says... And now a little puppy is coming and he's jumping around you and jumping on you and licking your face. And I'm like, dude, how the fuck does she know that I love dogs? Like, <laughs> like literally everything I needed, I received in that cutting of the core ceremony. And it was so powerful. And I swear to God, till that day, I mean, sorry, since that day, my relationship with my dad has never been better. It's been so good. Mm, that's so beautiful, Gina. I actually had chills all over my body during that because I have had like similar experiences with guided meditations everyone listening are so powerful like if you can have someone who knows what they're doing like mm -hmm. seek a healer I'm telling you everyone listening needs to seek a healer in their area and do this sort of work like having that guided meditation of someone walking you through telling you to visualize whether it's your seven-year-old self or your mom or your dad or your brother like I can't express how powerful that is. Mm -hmm. And I feel the same way with my older brother. Like that was a job that I'm still working on. But I, something that I found really powerful with healing him and for everyone listening, like my brother um, struggled with drug addiction for many, many years. And it caused a huge 
strain on obviously our relationship as brother and sister because we were so close growing up. And obviously in my family and in our households, like the energy was always so tense and heavy. And like when you're dealing with someone who uses heroin, like it's so hard to deal with them. And you develop an insane level of anger towards that person. Like anyone who knows a drug addict or an alcohol, someone who's addicted or an alcoholic, um, you know the feeling, (laughs) you know how hard it is and you know that you develop insane levels of anger towards them. And it's so hard to transmute that anger because you you just want to play the blame game. Like you just want to blame them. Like it's all your fault. It's all your fault. I hate you. 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 Like I hate you for ruining what you ruined. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to let go of that because you just want to hate them and you can't let go of the past. You can't let go. Even if they're like, my brother's now sober and like in a really good place and I'm so proud of him, but like you still have those feelings, you know? And for me, like I literally had to... Like the very start of realizing that a lot of the pain that resided inside of me was with my brother and like the lo- the feelings of hate and like really just tense, like locked up emotion, like really, I my heart, like I couldn't love because I had so much hatred towards my brother. And I was like, I have to, I have to fix this. Like I, I actually can't do this anymore. Um, and for me, something that was so powerful, which I recommend a lot of people doing is finding a place within yourself to write them a letter. And maybe you don't even give the person the letter if you just can't find it in yourself to give it to them. But I chose to give it to my brother. But I literally wrote a three page letter, like expressing all my feelings first about how I felt, what he like, how he made me feel, how he impacted like my life during that time. And then I spent another two pages like forgiving him, giving him my support, telling him how much I love him, telling him that I've let it go. It's all good. I love you so much. I love you. 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 I'm here for you. I love you. And giving him that letter, like I remember putting it in the mail and like tears just streaming down my face because I was like, I've done it. I've done it. I finally let go. Like I finally let go. And that work is so powerful. Like holding on to anything, animosity towards your family or friends or whatever, like it's not hurting anyone but you. Yes. And once you can realize that and just accept it, like surrender, like, oh, this is me. This is a me problem. I have to fix this, you know? And like take the high road and like take responsibility that is going to be received so well, no matter what. There's no way, you know, it can't be received well. 100%. That is such a beautiful, beautiful idea to write, whoever it may be, a letter if they need to, if you need to release that energy and have them know because your brother probably didn't know how you felt until yeah. you shared all that with him. He probably was in his own world, struggling and suffering with his own demons, not realizing how much it would impact you. And being his sister, he loves you so much. He would appreciate so much to hear your perspective. And that probably has helped him on his healing journey and probably has helped him to stay sober. Yeah, absolutely. And even like, in addition to that, like, there's just so many things you can do. Like for everyone listening, like just know, like there's so many ways to go about this healing journey. Like whether it's seeing a healer or writing a letter to the person or doing the visualization technique, like these things. And when you pair them all together and know that like, this isn't a, 
thing that you do overnight. This isn't a thing that happens in a week. Like this, I've been doing this. I wrote that letter four years ago. And like, I'm still dealing with the feelings that I have towards my brother. I'm still dealing with this and we're still working on a relationship, but yeah, just know like with each step, like you're letting go, you're letting go. Like each step that you take, it feels like weights are being lifted off your shoulder, like one at a time. And uh, it's just so, I'm so happy we're talking about this because it's, it's so powerful. It's yeah, it's ridiculously powerful. Since I have been so open with sharing my healing journey, growing up in like domestic violence situations and having a narcissist as a parent and all that jazz, the amount of people who flood to my inbox every time I share a story about it, sharing about how they've gone through the exact same thing and they have never ever told a soul because it's not normalized. I really feel like humans play this stupid game of walking around like who's got it better off? And it's like, yo, we are all human on a human experience and trauma is so fucking normal. Like, let's just normalize it. Talk about it. Why do people feel so alone? Why are people committing suicide? Because they're not talking to anyone. They don't feel comfortable talking to anyone. It pains me so much. My very first funeral that I ever attended was for a friend at 16 years old who took his own life. So for me, like, same as you say, same. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? Like, what the actual fuck? It's infuriating. So I can't encourage enough that while, yes, you and I are having this conversation and I'm sure a lot of people are going to tune in, I can't encourage enough that whoever's listening, please talk about this wherever you can. If someone is having a not-so-good day, talk to them. Don't just brush it off. I have a girlfriend right now going through a really tough time that I'm chatting to every single day. And she said, um, she sent me a voice message just this morning. She's like, Gina, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for actually listening to me and asking me and finding out what it is that's wrong because there have been people at work, she's a school teacher, people at work who are asking her, oh, hey, how are you going? What's happening in your life? And she's like, yeah, things are not really good. I'm really anxious. They're like, oh, that will pass. It's okay. You'll get better. And it's like, yo, she's fucking screaming out for help right there. Like, what is it with people being so inhuman? Please connect with others. Yeah, and just like knowing that, like whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're going through, like it's so valid. Like don't ever tell yourself that what you're thinking, what you're feeling isn't valid because it is like, that's something I had to can like, it's ridiculous that you even have to convince yourself of this. But I literally had to tell me like, Chloe, like what you're feeling is okay. This is normal and it's okay. You know? And like, that's where also going to a healer is so powerful too, because they really freaking listen. Like they listen and they get you, they feel you energetically and they hold such a safe space for you that you feel like you can literally crack open your entire heart. And like, I just like in the sessions I've ever had with healers, it has been the hardest I've ever cried in my life because I've never felt so held and so safe. And no one, not many people have that. And especially um, just, especially men, like I want men to do this work, especially because I feel like men out of like, obviously between men and women, like they really associate like this sort of work with being weak Mm -hmm. or being, you know, whatever that may be. And it's like, your, your feelings are valid too, you know? And you have emotions and like guys' hearts are more tender and 
sweet than a girl's heart. One hundred percent. Yeah, man. It's all conditioning. They were all conditioned. Don't cry like a girl. Don't be a wuss. Don't be a pussy. It's such bullshit. And I'm so so sorry that so many of you or us, because I was told the exact same messaging. I'm so sorry you were given that messaging. Yeah. So fucking wrong. And yes, you're completely right in saying that it's normal to feel how you're feeling because so many people label it as crazy. Yeah, and you're even, not. Even myself, I remember I had a panic attack at work um, about a year ago. This was like my first ever panic attack. I was freaking out. I quickly ran to the bathroom and just had it alone, but it started in a public setting when I was running a team meeting. So I was like, I was embarrassed, but no one could tell. Anyways, I went to the bathroom and when I got out of the toilet cubicle, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was actually saying out loud, Gina, you are fucking crazy. You have lost your fucking mind. What the fuck is wrong with you? And just my anxiety speaking to me, telling myself that I had lost the plot because that's literally how I felt because my messaging my whole life was that if you don't have your shit together, something is clearly wrong with you. And that was like my kind of line in the sand moment where I ended up going to a doctor finally after months of just suffering internally in my own head. Yeah. And like also knowing that like, it's okay to seek outside help. Mm, Yes. So much more available to you than what you think. Like then just the pharmaceutical drugs are just going to a doctor and like find someone who you feel safe with who, because sometimes I feel like people feel embarrassed or just don't feel guilty for sharing or whatever to a family member, a friend, or feel embarrassed even then find someone who you feel safe to talk to no matter what what you have to do and share those emotions with those people, you know? And like yep. you said, like, you're not crazy. Like you're not. And you, you don't, this is where going back to the ancestral trauma thing is like, you could literally think like you're crazy. And like, what are these things in my head? Like, how am I thinking this? Why am I feeling this way? And it could be because it literally does not belong to you. Mm-hmm. And you just have to, I like to, describe it like literally think of your mind as a suitcase and like you literally have to unzip the suitcase and pull everything out of the suitcase and lay it out and look at it and be like all right what do we have here what's not serving me what is carrying too much weight what do I need to let go so that the suitcase is lighter mm-hmm. and have to unpacking because until then you're not going to find freedom you won't. 100%. And I think when it comes to coping with these negative feelings or these anxious thoughts or these depressive stages that we may go through, a lot of us don't know how to cope because we were not modeled coping mechanisms. So I know for me, every time I would watch my parents get into a fight, which was very full on for me as a kid watching that, I would never see a resolution. I would see the fight and then silent treatment for three months, four months, five, six months. That's what I would see. So my whole life, I'm just like, uh, uh, I don't know how to fucking deal with conflict. I don't know how to deal with heavy emotions. I was never modeled. Like I remember after having fights or getting bashed or whatever would happen, I would just be by myself in my room crying, trying to self-soothe because no one would come in to soothe me. So that's why as an adult, a lot of us, we probably weren't soothed the way that we needed to by our parents. Which, and in saying all this, I'm not shifting any blame or hatred towards my parents. I love them both. And I understand that they have suffered through their own trauma, which is a huge component to healing. Mm-hmm. Huge. You can either choose to suffer and blame them and be a victim your whole life, which will never do you any good. You will simply repeat that pattern on your own children, or you accept, 
oh my goodness, I send my parents so much love because their parents didn't raise them right. Why? They suffered through wars. They suffered through trauma, blah, blah, blah. I completely lost my train of thought from where I started this, but yeah. <laughs> how we just don't know how to, to soothe ourselves. Yes. How to work and process through emotions. And that's where we have to do this work, you know? And I think with that being said, and like holding hatred, because so I would say, I think in this book, it actually says, and it didn't start with you, like it says like 65% of people have animosity towards their parents. Yeah. Um, and that's so obvious. Like almost every single person I talk to either like doesn't have a relationship with their dad, doesn't have a relationship with their mom or both. Yeah. Um, and like just knowing that, and I can't stress this enough because I, this is where all of my focus has been in the last six months, but there is, if you can combine communication, vulnerability, and love with every person that you have in your life, you will solve literally every problem. Yes. Every problem with vulnerability, communication, and love. And you have to reciprocate that to your parents. Like, I don't care what your parent did. I know. I know that's bad shit out there. But you have to do it for yourself. And you don't even know, like, you probably think because you're so selfish in your head that, like, they're so selfish. They're such an asshole. They're such this, they're such that they're probably hurting too. Like we're all emotional beings. Like you can't actually write them off and think like, oh, they're not affected by this. Like I can guarantee you, your parents are affected by not having a relationship with you. You're their child. Mm -hmm. And there's like, as much as you want to escape your parents, like you are a part of them. They gave you this life. And your connection to them, literally, your relationship with them translates into how you act, think, feel, and do things with other people in your relationships, in your friendships. Like, feeling the relationship with your parents, I know it's easier said than done, but it is probably one of the most important things you could do for your mental health. Mm -hmm. I, I do agree with that, though I do know that there are some scenarios where it is very unsafe for people to do so. So if you are in that scenario don't take that advice <laughs> if it is like a threat to your life. But like a lot of people are holding it for like ridiculous reasons, you know? I agree. Yeah. I because agree. There are instances. And, but if that's the case, like if, um, if it's not something you can do in person or like whatever, you can then resort back to the visualization technique. And mm. it's just something as little as like visualizing them in front of you and saying like, I forgive you. And I know you tried your best and I love you. Yeah. You know, just yeah. them that love. Yeah. And a while ago you were talking about how healing is not a one day thing. It takes some time. From my perspective, I feel that healing is a forever journey and we're never gonna finish. There's no end point. We forever heal and then another trigger pops up. Then we heal and it comes up again. Then another thing and another thing. And then for us, we didn't have children yet, but I'm sure once the time comes and we have children, so much more is going to come up because we're going to then relearn and unlearn and reparent ourselves while we parent another. And it's going to forever be popping up. But the good thing is, is just being conscious of the fact that we are healing and not just being in the reactive mode of this is what I was taught. So I'm going to do it to you. If you're naughty, I'm going to smack you. I'm going to discipline you and yell at you and count to three. And it's like, does that actually do anything? Does that child maybe need love and acceptance? rather than being scolded as a two-year-old. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think anyone listening that has kids, like if you're, if you're not already like be like embody the parent who helps your child know that like they're heard, they're seen, they're felt and like pacify them when they're sad and tell them that their feelings are valid and tell them that they're loved and tell them that whatever they're feeling is important and that, that they're okay, you know, like hold that space for them. Cause otherwise this is just going to carry on into their adulthood into their teenage yeah. and et cetera. 100%. What do you think are some of the things you've done to be able to get to such a good place? Hmm. I think, and this is probably obvious through everything that we've talked about, but like really just sitting with yourself, you know, like doing that unpacking. And I can guarantee because I know I never have up until like the last two years of like really being on this journey of self-development and healing, like actually sit down with yourself and ask yourself, how am I feeling? What's going on in my head? Yeah. What are my emotions? What am I holding on to? What constantly bothers me? What constantly makes me feel upset? What triggers me? And write these things down and look at this piece of paper and be like, all right, this is what I have to do, you know? Cause that's, that is where the shift happened for me. That's when I was like, okay, I have a lot to like, I have a lot to do, you know? Um, yeah, I just think that's the most important. And then like understanding that there's so many different tools and um, use Google, use YouTube, like use whatever resource you have and like Google how to go through this or how to do this. Or like, there's so many people teaching this now and offering their wisdom and their knowledge, or I'm sure you can find healers and yeah, just finding that within yourself though. Cause like you are literally the, you're the answer to your healing. Like you, it's at the end of the day, it's all a you, a you thing, you know, a you job. Oh yeah. My favorite thing to say to myself and to others is that no one else is coming to save you. Literally, no one is coming to pull you out of this hole. No one is going to make your life better. Not a parent, not a friend, not anyone, because you are all that you need. You yeah. literally have every answer inside of you. Just tap in, go inward, acknowledge what you're feeling exactly right, and rewrite your damn story. And that may take months, that may take years, but be patient with yourself and honor yourself. And I know for me, um, I was always modeled growing up you go to work, you come home, you have dinner, you watch TV, you go to sleep, you repeat the cycle. So I was never really taught any self-love practices or self-care practices. So I think another big thing that we should talk about is the importance of self-love and honoring yourself and doing what feels right in every single moment. And at least giving yourself one hour, even just one hour a day to be off all screens. I truly feel that screens are just an addiction, whether it's your TV, your Netflix, your YouTube your phone, your scrolling, whatever it is, get off it for at least an hour, go for a walk in nature, journal, let out your thoughts, just sit quietly on a cushion and do some deep belly breathing. Oh my goodness, deep belly breathing has changed so much for me. Um, I know for many of us who have suffered with anxiety, we tend to have very shallow breaths. So even spending five minutes to tap into these deep belly breaths to get through our chest and down, it yeah, that also really, really help, has helped me. Absolutely. And that hour, I mean, it's crazy to think that some people that seems like that almost seems impossible for them, like to have an hour to yourself, like, come on, like this is so important. And I know, unfortunately, like a lot of people have jobs that like 
oh, they have to get up at 6 a.m. and they have kids that they have to attend to. But like, I promise you, if it is important to you, you will find it in yourself to make this a priority because it should be a priority. And giving yourself, even if at the very least you can give yourself 15 minutes, like depending on your schedule, like you need an hour, but even if you can do mm-hmm. minutes of conscious breathing or sitting with your eyes closed and just being with yourself, like that is going to transmute so many things for you. And the more you can tune in, tap in, turn on, the more access you're going to have to the things that you need to do, the more downloads you're going to get, the more understanding you'll have of yourself and where you're at with your life and your feelings and your emotions. Like if you can get a hold on your emotions, you can get a hold on just about everything. 100%. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. What is your favorite? Have you had any sort of... um, like teacher or person or book or something that's helped you a lot in terms of like accessing these tools and stuff? Hmm. I think I've had many teachers throughout the years and I think it comes from actually high school. I used to always be really into history and my favorite history teacher used to run philosophy classes during lunchtimes once a week. And he got me to read Viktor Frankl's book called Man's Search for Meaning. So I think that had a lot of lessons in it. Um, I recommend anyone listening to read that book. It talks about um, the story of someone who was living through the Holocaust period and living through some really, really dark times. Um, So other than reading books, I would say my favorite um, person at the moment, my favorite resource would be Dr. Nicole Lapara. So she on Instagram is the holistic psychologist. And she was actually a practicing psychologist for many years until she realized that the things that she was prescribing or telling to her patients weren't even working on herself because she suffered terribly with anxiety and none of the traditional methods were working. So she ended up leaving the profession to do her own spin on it holistically. And now she is helping people heal around the world. And if anyone would like a free resource, uh, go to her website and she has a free journaling guide that helps you tap into your subconscious and to your inner child. Um, And it's a beautiful journaling tool, completely free. Um, I think Lacey Phillips as well. Oh, mm-hmm. I love Lacey. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So if you are subscribed to Chloe's podcast, Infinite Creators, if you're not, you should, but you should also subscribe to Lacey Phillips podcast, the expanded podcast, because it is filled with so much juicy goodness, which goes into our subconscious. Um, and it talks about manifesting what we desire always comes down to our self-worth. And when I really got my head around that, I think that's when things really started clicking and I started manifesting things a lot more quicker because like you, I love Abraham Hicks. I love Esther Hicks. I love all their work. Though I feel like Lacey's on top of that just allowed me to go a lot more deeper. So that's also something that I would recommend to everyone. Yeah, that's beautiful. Lacey, I've dived into a lot of her stuff and I know that it's so incredibly powerful what she's doing and I need to tap into her a little more. Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. And Deepak Chopra. I love Deepak. Oh, his books are amazing. His meditations are amazing. I've done his meditation course a few times. Um, But yeah, I think that in all of this, our greatest teachers are ourselves. Absolutely. Just tap in, tune into ourselves and you have all the answers. Yeah. And just remembering like if you're new, if you're listening to this and and you're new to this sort of thing or this sort of conversation or this idea of self-development or healing or whatever, like what helps me is like knowing that we're so much more than just this physical body. Like we're so much more than just this 
human, like day, living day-to-day life and paying bills and going to work and doing rent, like while all of these things are a part of our reality and we have to do them and work, you know, do the things, work, sleep, take care of our kids, eat, buy groceries, pay bills, yada, yada. Like you still are an energetic being. Like you're still a soul. You're still here. Like you're so much more than just this human roaming around on this planet. Um, and knowing like all the power resides within you. Like you are eternal and everything, everything that you want resides in you. So it all starts with you. And if you can do this work, if you can do this healing work that me and Gina are talking about, and I've noticed this, and I'm sure it's the same for you, Gina, like the more work you do, the more you unpack, the more you heal, life gets so good. Like it gets so good because you feel so good. And if you feel so good, you are a magnet. And that's why this work is so important. That's why I want this pod, this episode to be heard by everyone, because I want you to understand that like, if you are feeling depressed, if you are feeling anxious, if you are not understanding what is going on, there is an approach to this. And this is it. Like unpacking the traumas, un, like looking back at your family history, figuring out what's wrong with you, seeing a healer, doing the meditations, doing the visualizations, rewriting the story writing down letters to the people that have hurt you, like whatever it is, if you can do this work, you will access a state of being that you did not know was possible. And I promise you that because it's impossible. It is a automatic repercussion of doing this work. And it just, oh, I feel so passionate about it because for so long, I used to think like, I've always naturally been a really happy person. And I'm really grateful for like, that I've been able to manage my emotions and like always stay really positive, but I could never up until recently, like I could never cope or understand where people were coming from when they were depressed or like had anxiety because I just couldn't relate to it. And I was just like, I don't get it. Like, just be happy. Like that was literally my thought process. But after going through this healing journey and realizing like, it's so much more than that, like you could actually be feeling, someone could be feeling this because of a traumatic event that happened in their childhood when they were seven and they don't remember, like that's actually why they're depressed, but they don't know it. Like, oh, okay, wow, that's a lot more full on than I thought, you know? So just everyone listening, like knowing like there is an answer and like this, this could be your ticket to freedom, like to men, like out of mental slavery. Like Deepak Chopra says like, why stay in prison when the door is wide open? And I love that saying because the door is wide open. You have the chance, you have the ability to walk out and save yourself and free yourself whenever you decide. And it's just a matter of a decision and committing to yourself, committing to the work. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work through this, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Fucking yes. Going to record that, repost that a million times. Yes. (laughs) So something that I like to say, and that's really stuck with me is just knowing that you have complete creative control of your human experience, complete control. What has happened to you in the past has happened to you. But from this point forward, it is your choice on how you choose to decide um, on what you're going to do moving forward. And that for me comes down to consumption. So consumption of the media that you consume, the people you hang around with, the conversations you're consuming, the things you're scrolling through, the food you're eating, everything that you consume has an impact on your healing, on your mental health. And one thing that I want to share, because I figure that a lot of the people who are going to be listening to this are on Instagram and Facebook, 
And one thing that I did when I first started this healing journey was get rid of everything that I was consuming that was not benefiting me in any way. So I'm talking about who you are following and what kind of music you're listening to. So I remember I used to be following close to a thousand Instagram accounts, you know, every Victoria's Secret model, every bloody online store that kind of had an ad that tickled my fancy. And I can't stress enough unfollowing unliking, undoing everything for anyone that doesn't either fulfill you, inspire you or educate you, even your friends, get rid of your friends, get rid of your family, get rid of your judgmental aunties and uncles and cousins, get rid of everyone that if you scroll past their stuff, doesn't make you feel good because it's not fucking worth it. Set boundaries with yourself and with others. When you are talking to people, if they are draining your energy, take a mental note that you ain't going to see them in a real, in a real long time. Or when you do, I know for me, I set a boundary that when I go see my parents, I love them to death, but I can't stay there for many hours. (laughs) So that's a boundary that I've set that I honor because that's what's good for my mental health. So I encourage you, set boundaries, clear what you're consuming, even the music. What music are you listening to? I know that you mentioned this in your previous podcast, Anthony, Chloe, and it's so fucking true. The amount of people listening to derogatory music, that is all subconscious programming that is getting instilled in you. If you are getting treated like shit from guys or from a partner, if you're being cheated on, are you listening to music about being cheated on and fucking hoes? Actually, though, it's so important. And what you're saying is so important because this is also a part of the healing journey, like eliminating what no longer serves you and having the power within yourself to say like, I deserve better, whether it's the person you're spending your time with or the information you're consuming or the music that you're listening to, like take accountability for what's going on in your life because you are the reason for your suffering and you are also the solution to your suffering, period, period. And if you can, and I love the word, when you hyphenate the word responsibility, you have the ability to choose your response. And that is beautiful because you're like, oh, you're taking accountability for yourself. You are in control. No one else is creating your life. There is no wizard at the top <laughs> like controlling your life. You're the creator. And you're, yeah, it's just a decision. Like you said, like you are the creator. You are in control of everything that's happening in your life. Every circumstance, you are in control. I think too often we look externally for validation or externally for someone to say that everything's going to be okay and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, tell yourself, like, you know, it's going to be okay. You should, not that you should, but you can get to a point where you have a deep knowing, like I have a deep knowing in my core that everything is going to be just fine. Everything's going to be just fine for me, for you, for my parents. I know for a fact that with me healing, I'm healing my dad and all of my ancestors. And it's so bloody beautiful. Just choose and it will happen (laughs) yeah and the more you do this work the lighter you're gonna feel the happier you're gonna feel and you will see it becomes a domino effect for everything in your life like you start making more money you start attracting beautiful people and relationships into your life you have beautiful experiences that you never thought you would have had before you get opportunities and insights and information that you weren't receiving before because you're on a different vibration you're on a different frequency and you're experiencing life from a different view from a different perspective and that's when the shift occurs that's when everything happens and this isn't this isn't like oh maybe this will happen maybe this won't this is inevitable this is an inevitable repercussion of the work you are doing and 
I feel like some people just don't even know that exists. And I'm telling you for everyone listening, like it exists, like this level of ecstasy in life and feeling free, feeling happy, feeling light, feeling okay, feeling good. It's accessible and it's through you. No one is going to do this work for you. No one. No one's going to do this work for you. You have to do this work for you. And it's not hard. It's not easy. It is not easy and it's not always fun and it's going to be emotional and you're going to cry a lot and it's going to be hard. But sometimes you have to break open your heart in order to heal it. And yeah, this, I just, yeah. 100%, 100% agree with you. Suppressing what you're feeling does nothing but create emotional blockages in your body. Emotional blockages will eventually turn into diseases that are going to kill you. So please work on your mental health, work through your trauma, work through your shit, because it will manifest in terrible ways if you don't. Yeah. And that's something people don't realize as well. Like people think that, um, and obviously like everything plays a role, but like, it's not just the food we're eating that causes cancer. It's not just the chemicals that we're exposed to. It's not just this like cancer can literally be caused by holding on to negative emotions in your body. And this is not like, oh, maybe this is true. Maybe this isn't. There is like scientific proof and studies that have been done that show that if you can heal the negative trauma in your body, you can literally make cancer disappear from your body. Like stress can cause cancer. Negative emotion can cause cancer. Like, and if you continue to bottle this up, I think it's Deepak that describes um, the mind. Like if you think of the mind as like a shoebox or something, and every time you refuse to process and work through an emotion or a trauma or a negative feeling, you're putting it in this black box and the box just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And the bigger it is, like the less space you have for clarity, the less space you have for happiness, the less space you have for peace, for love, for all of these things. So it's so important that you're controlling your environment and your thoughts because this could end up affecting your actual health, which yeah. is insane. And so many people don't know that. But why do you think all the happy people are never at the hospital? Why do you think all the happy people never get cancer? Because they're controlling their environment and their thoughts and the things that they're eating and the things that they're consuming and the people that they're spending their time with. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that we get so caught up in society and like the way that we were conditioned to believe that like, oh, that could never be true. My emotions wouldn't cause cancer. That's insane. But it's not insane. It actually makes perfect sense. 100 bloody percent. Yes, Chloe. Hmm. So many thoughts, so many thoughts. Where to go next? <laughs> I think we're coming up on like an hour, but I think this has been, I think we should just leave it here and then save an episode two for another incredible topic. Amazing. Um, this has been so good. And I hope this has been expansive and really eye-opening for a lot of people listening because I know that this healing the idea of healing is like very foreign to a lot of people. And it was foreign to me only up until like a year ago. And yeah, just like, please reach out if you need help, like seek additional help. If you feel like you can't find it within yourself to, to go about this journey. And like, there's people that are willing to help. There's books, there's so many incredible resources available to us on the internet. And um, through books and through podcasts and whatever it may be, like do the work, seek the help, like whatever you need to do, because 
don't underestimate. Like if there's anything you can take away, like I would say the biggest takeaways are just like knowing what you're feeling is valid. You're not crazy. Knowing that maybe what you're feeling doesn't even belong to you. It could be passed down to you through your DNA, through your grandparents who experienced war or the Holocaust. It could be from a trauma that you didn't even know you went through as a child. Like knowing like whatever you're feeling is valid and there are ways to heal. There are easy, beautiful ways to heal without medicine and just with your own self and going through this journey. Oh, it's so worth it. It's hard and it's strenuous and it's difficult, but it's so worth it. And it's never going to end. So just enjoy it almost, you know? Yeah, 100%. The way that I like to think about healing is that we are caterpillars becoming butterflies. We are in the cocoon and it's painful and it's uncomfortable and it's new, but we have to do it. It's so fucking worth it to get through and become the butterfly. And then we go back into the caterpillar and become a butterfly again. And it's going to keep happening, but it's so worth it. You either stay the same, you stay stagnant, nothing changes, or you grow, you evolve, you raise your consciousness and you vibe at such a beautiful place that you attract others vibing that same way. And then you get more friends and you attract more people, just like you mentioned earlier. And it's just so damn worth it. And I hope that we have given you permission to do the work because you can do it. Yeah. And just, yeah, just knowing that with each step that you take, you're closer and closer to that feeling of freedom, like mental freedom. And yeah, just like Deepak said, why stay in prison when the door is wide open? Um, Yeah, we'll leave it with that. Um, lastly, Gina, I just want to acknowledge you for being so incredible and I am acknowledging your healing journey and all the work that you've done and acknowledging just what a beautiful person and heart you and person you are. Like, I know you have such a pure heart and intentions, and I know you're going to change the world with the information that you're sharing. And together, I'm just so happy to be on this journey with you. And I'm so happy that you exist in my life. And Gina is a perfect example of the type of people that you attract once you begin raising your vibration and healing. And Gina wouldn't be in my life, you know, if we would, like we found each other through the healing, through the work that we've done. We are meant to be here in this exact spot at this exact time. Um, so thank you, Gina, for sharing all of your stories and being so vulnerable and open with everyone. This has been amazing. And I'm just so, so grateful for you. Thank you, Chloe. I have so much love and so much respect for you. And I'm so looking forward to seeing what else you produce for this podcast and all the lives you're going to change. Thank you so much for giving this a platform. And I can't wait for the next one. (laughs) One last question I have for you that I want to end every podcast with is what is your favorite way to express love to others? Mm, I would say right now, it's simply holding space for others listening to them, letting them know that what they're going through is normal and just being there non-judgmentally, not pushing them and rushing them out of my way, just holding space and being there because I know that's how I've felt the most love in the past. So that's how I want to give love to others as well. Amazing. That is such a beautiful answer. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening. Please let me know how you liked this episode because I'm actually so keen to hear what it did for you, like how it expanded you please reach out to me and Gina on Instagram if you feel called. Um, Yeah, and rate, review, subscribe, all of the things. I would love to hear your feedback. And me and Gina are just so happy to share this space with you and share our stories. And we'll definitely be doing more episodes to come. And Gina plans to start a podcast of her own in the very near future. 
Um, so yeah, thank you everyone for listening and we will talk again soon, Gina. <laughs> Bye, I love you. That concludes this episode for today. I acknowledge you for taking the time out of your day to expand your level of awareness with me. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, I encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, if you choose to share it on your Instagram story, feel free to tag me at infinite.creators and let me know what you loved about it. If you wrote a review, don't forget to screenshot it and email it to me so I can send you a free copy of my cookbook or my dream life workbook. Thank you again so much for listening. Your support means the world to me and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day.